I mean, uh, class, so my dad, big classic country fan. So um, I remember he drove this truck that had a cassette. Uh, that's how old it was. Had a cassette stuck in the cassette player. So it was like five songs. Oh, nice. I remember five songs was um, Amarillo by Morning by George Strait. And so I just remember that was one of the very like first songs I remember like listening to uh, growing that's up. That's a good one. But it, at the same time, my mom, she's a big classic rock fan. Uh, so she loved like the Eagles. Guns Intersection of good drinks, good music, and good times. This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. We got another fun episode for you this week, or at least I think so. I haven't talked to him yet. Uh, but he's got some good music out, and he, he's, he's actually, his mentor is someone we've had on the show, so I think we'll have something to talk about this week. Welcome in, emerging country artist. He's got his debut single, Done With You, out now, Emmett Stevens. Dude, thank you so much for having me, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you hopping on, and I forgot the junior, so it's Emmett Stevens Jr. You go by the full name on the on the marquee? Yeah, yeah, Emmett Stevens Jr. We're trying to put the full thing on there, so... I like it. I like it. Now, it's funny because you grabbed a drink beforehand. This is always my first question. I went with something a little stronger. I went with a little Middle West Spirits uh, or Loso Wheat Whiskey, uh, a little 120-some-off <laughs> proof there. I didn't realize that when I grabbed it. Uh, you drinking anything good tonight? Uh, I'm drinking a uh, Prime, uh, uh, ice pot-flavored Prime, man. I got to hit the gym. <laughs> I like it. I was trying to get a little, I don't know, a little something-something before I like it. I don't think it'd be good to be drinking bourbon before you hit the gym. No, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> now, now, do you enjoy a beer, bourbon, uh, when you can, or what's your go-to drink of choice uh, when you're having a little extra fun? Um, I don't. I'm trying to think. I like Michelob. Michelob. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Keeping it simple. Nothing wrong with that. Now, um, you know, you talk about, uh, we'll be talking about all the fun stuff you're doing in country music. Did you get your start singing in church? Is that kind of where everything started for you, was, the, was church? So, yeah, church is where um, I started singing. Um, we started going to church when I was probably about seven years old and started singing in then. And then my dad started pastoring a church here in our hometown when I was probably about 11 or something. So, yeah, I've always, I've always sang in church. And I still, to this day, sing in church if I'm in town. Now, now, was it hard for you to get up there? Like, was mom and dad pushing you up, or were you like, nope, I want to be front and center and and have and show what I got? No, uh, mom and dad never pushed me to do music or anything. They were very big on letting me, whatever I wanted to do, because I played sports when I was little, too. Uh, whatever I wanted to do, they were just, they were very, they encouraged it, whatever I wanted to do. Like, they helped me pursue that, whatever that was at the time. Uh, but no, they never like forced me like, oh, you got to sing or you got to yeah, go play baseball or uh, I played soccer a bit when I was younger. But no, everything was my choice. <laughs> well, it seems to be working out, out pretty well. And I'm guessing it was also your choice to then pick up the guitar. And did you really teach yourself basically how to play guitar? So, yeah, um, there was a little studio. There's a little music studio one town over from where I'm at. And um, I signed up for some guitar lessons when I was, I want to say 12. And I did that for about uh, four weeks. And it was one class a week. So I had four, about four guitar classes. Um, and then I was like, I really wanted to learn like specific songs. I didn't want to learn like the scale. Like I can't read music. Um, and I didn't want to take the time to read music, which now it might be nice if I did. But uh, I just went on YouTube and just started 
like watching other people play songs I wanted to play, and that's kind of how I learned how to play this off of YouTube. And 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 was it like I don't want to say instant success, but did you kind of just have a good feeling from the start and were able to kind of pick things up? Yeah, I'd say so. Like I've I've talked to other people that have like tried to play, and some people don't pick it up. Um, some people have a more difficult time picking it up, but for me, it came pretty naturally. There are still some things. I mean, I practice. I practice. I'm not as often as I should now that I think about it, but I I try to practice as much as I can, you know. And I'm still learning new stuff every day. So so you're staying sharp and continuing to learn, which is always a, a good thing. And you know, talking about growing up in the church, was that obviously? I'm guessing that had a big impact the church did on you musically because obviously if you're singing, playing the guitar, doing things like that at, at the church, that's probably a big impact on you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, my style of how I play, I can say, was greatly influenced by a bunch of the people that like I was just playing with, you know, at growing up through the church because the church constantly gets new members, um, and with the new members, sometimes you'll add someone to like the praise and worship team at church. So sometimes we'd have a drummer that comes in and they would also know how to play guitar or play another instrument and they would kind of influence how I, I guess, perform or how I write and stuff because they would have like a different perspective musically on some stuff. Same thing with like other piano players that would come in or other guitar players, other bass players. Uh, they, I pick up a little bit from everybody that was around me, I guess. And so that kind of like taking your favorite from this person, this person kind of put it together and makes me, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say, and there you are, and there you are. And and I was curious, too, because obviously I know you grew up in the church, but, I mean, what music did you grow up listening to that, that was on and that you, you gravitated towards? I mean, uh, class, so my dad, big classic country fan, so um, I remember he drove this truck that had a cassette, uh, that's how old it was, had a cassette stuck in the cassette player. So it was like five songs. Oh, nice. I remember five songs was um, Amarillo by Morning by George Strait. And so I just remember that was one of the very like first songs I remember like listening to uh, growing That's up. That's a good one. But at the same time, my mom, she's a big classic rock fan. Uh, so she loved like the Eagles, Guns N' Roses. And so, you know, between classic country and then like, you know, 70s, 80s rock, that's probably, that was the bread and butter back in the day. And then don't get me wrong, there'd be a little bit of, I remember uh, my mom had that old uh, Sync CD, No Strings Attached, where they're all like on the wires and stuff. And so like, man, honestly, a little bit of everything. So. Now, now were so, you belting out songs from that too? Do what? Were you belting out songs from the NSYNC's uh, album in the car? I haven't heard, I haven't heard any of them yet. Their new stuff? No, I was talking about their old stuff. Were you, were you jamming out to that CD oh, in the car? Right. Bye bye bye. It's gonna be me. All that stuff, man. No strings attached. It's just all good stuff, bro. It's all good songs. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you excited to hear, hear their new stuff? Gonna go see the new new Trolls movie when it comes out just for that song? <laughs> I might I might skip on the Trolls movie to be honest with you, but I am going to listen to the music for sure. I promise you. <laughs> uh, I, I like that. Now I will say, if you haven't yet, you should watch them on uh, Hot Ones, where all five are on the show eating those spicy wings. That was pretty impressive and pretty cool. They did a Hot Ones episode? They did a Hot Ones episode just like a month or two ago, and it was magnificent. All five of them. Really? Mm -hmm. I love Hot Ones. I didn't. I didn't even know they did an interview on there. That's. I am. I'm actually gonna check that out tonight at the gym on the treadmill. Awesome. <laughs> to See, watch. there you go. Help. <laughs> 
I'm helping you out. And, you know, you talk about growing up in a small town. What impact did that have on you, whether musically or just in life? Um, I mean, between church, small town, uh, love thy neighbor, I think that's the biggest thing, man. The, there's a lot of good people in the world. There's also, like, not a lot of good people. But if everybody was just kind to one another, man, I think the, if everyone just helped each other out, like... I remember back in the day, anytime someone breaks down on the side of the road, especially, like, in our small town, like, there's always someone quick to, like, stop by. Like, you know, even if it's, you know, even if it's just be like, hey, are you okay? Like, do you need some help? Even if they say, yeah, man, I'm good, and you just keep on driving on. Like, just offering to help. And and little stuff like that goes a long way. And if there was, if there were, if there were more small town people around the world, I feel like there'd, it'd be a lot better of a place. I, I completely agree. And what was it like growing up in in South Florida too? Yeah, so uh, so Dade City, we're uh, we're about thirty minutes north of Tampa. Um, man, there's nothing to do here. Uh, there's we have nothing and everything to do at the same time. Uh, I mean, the coolest thing, at least when we were going to school, uh, we have a roller rink just outside of town that every Friday or Saturday we'd be at. Um, there's a movie theater in the town over. Um, it's still the same one. Like if a movie comes out that we, me and my friends go to, to this day, um, it was, it was cool. It was cool growing up with the same people all the time. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everyone we went to school with is also the same person that you played ball with. Cause like there was only so many kids. So like we all played baseball together. We all went to school together. There's only like two, maybe three middle schools or in high schools, like in the, there's only two high schools in the area. Uh, three middle schools so like everybody knew everybody and so we all kind of held each other accountable for stuff you know like if you're a bad person like word got around pretty soon that you're a bad person if you're a good person good news got around but we held each other accountable and i think that might be something that world lacks nowadays people being held accountable i feel like there could be a song with with where you grew up and and how how life was for you Oh, dude, there definitely was. The Bellamy Brothers probably wrote one about it, I'm sure. They're from here. I like it. I like it. They very well could. And if not, that should should be on on your checklist. And you you talk about getting into music. Uh, what what time, when did you decide, like, to give music a try? Like, not just singing in church or doing little things, but actually, like, start doing gigs and, and kind of give it a go. Yeah. Um, so I'm 25 now. I want to say that I was... 20 or 21, I can't remember, I was going to college and my dad ended up needing to have some sort of surgery and my dad, um, he was like the sole income of the household. Um, so he had to go in for surgery and his job, you know what a farrier is? Uh, for horses? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what my dad did and um, or does and that's what I did back in the day before music. So every summer I'd ride with him. Um, and learn how to shoe horses and stuff like that, trim their feet and stuff. Uh, when I was in college, or going to college at the time, he needed some surgery. He was going to be out of work for a while. Uh, but, you know, bills bills still need to get paid. Uh, so I took a break from college and um, went to go work for the family business. And while I was working, obviously the money we'd make goes to pay the bills. Um, so what I would do on the side to make a little bit of extra cash is I started playing uh, music at bars in town, just outside of town. And honestly, man, I just I just fell in love with it. And then he got better, 
and I was able to go back to school, but uh, I decided to extend the break and uh, just keep on doing music and then started doing it full time. And now we just put out a song, like you said, and everything's going really good. So I couldn't be happier with my decision. I was going to say it was a good good decision to stay on break. It was. Yeah, we're still on the, we're still on the break. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. I was going to say, well, you, you talk about like doing this in 2021 and kind of trying to make a go of it. What was it like going to like local bars and, and trying to make, make it happen? Because you mentioned it's a small town. People know you. So like, I feel like there was a little bit of pressure. There definitely was, man. Because, you know, um, also like not being that many options, like a bars to go to. A lot of the times you end up playing at the same bars multiple times. I still, you know, whenever I play, like, it's a lot of the same people that I saw, like, you know, four years ago when I started. Um, and so there's a lot of pressure on the set list, you know, <laughs> uh, trying to keep it fresh, uh, which I have been guilty of playing playing songs that only I like. And, and so sometimes, like, my favorite songs make it to the top of the list, obviously, and so someone has a, has a specific request that they want. Uh, so a lot of the times they get to hear my favorite songs, uh, which tend not to always change, but sometimes, you know, a new one gets thrown in every once in a while. Um, but you know, it's interesting sometimes seeing people that, especially that, okay, so yeah, so I was 21 and like when I started playing, so a bunch of people I went to high school with, they were still, um, if they went to school like out of state or something like that. Um, they didn't really see me like start. And so now if I'm like, if they catch me like at a bar, like somewhere in our hometown and they come back after not seeing me played in the last, you know, two, three years, like, you know, a lot, a lot has changed in the last two or three years. So that's interesting, which, yeah, I could talk, I could talk about that forever. That's a whole, that's a whole different aspect of it. <laughs> I know. It's always fun when I go, get to go back home to to, to my town where I grew up on and it's it's people I see once every two years or once once a year and it, it's amazing what what can happen in in that amount of time and like you said because you know you've gone from those local bars now you're playing big gigs in terms of being on stage with you know uh opening for for those major acts what's it been like to make that transformation and go from small bars to big venues and getting to be on tour and do shows with folks like that Dude, it's it's awesome because for a long time you don't. There's a lot. There's a lot of hard nights. There's a lot of hard days, hard weeks, hard months, man. And um, you know, it it'll make you doubt yourself at times. Um, and you got to remind yourself like why you're doing it. Um, so to finally like now, especially like the last like year or so, like see a bunch of like the payoff of the hard work and and the time and like you know the. The sleepless nights, you know, not getting home till like four or five in the morning. Uh, it's it's cool, and it's good to see. What I love, my favorite part, is to see people that have supported me from the very beginning, from like the first couple of shows and like little bars that I did. Uh, when they get to come out to shows now, where we're playing for you know a couple thousand people or something like that. That's 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 my favorite part because it's not just. It's never just me that does any of this. Uh, first of all, it's God. And then, you know, me and my team. But also, like, just as important is the people that, like, supported from the beginning. Like, kept me going, you know. They were, whether they were throwing a couple bucks in my tip bucket so that I could afford gas to the gig the next night or something like that. Um, 
Like that does that doesn't go unnoticed for me. And so like I always try to I do my absolute best to talk to anyone and everyone that comes out to like shows. Whether it's whether it's like a solo bar gig or if it's like, you know, a concert with a couple thousand people, I I genuinely try my best to talk to everybody because I could not do it without them. And so Well I, that's a, a a great way to make that lifelong fan too, that they get to actually talk to you and, and see you who for who you are. Yeah, and yeah, I couldn't do it without them. So there's yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. It's it's really really cool. And I hope they know that they're just as important in the process. But you can't really well you can make music, but you can't make a lot of successful music without out someone uh to to listen to it. And and you know, you do 200 shows a year. Is that tiring? I mean, or what what's what's it like cuz obviously you must love what you do. Dude, I'm tired now. I feel I'm just tired all the time. That's if I'm not tired, something's wrong. If I'm not tired, I don't think I'm working hard enough. Uh, no, 200 shows a year is about right. We um, yeah. Dang, it really is like 200. That's crazy. Cause at the time, I'm not really thinking about it. You know, I'm just going. They're like, all right, I got a day off in four days. Can't wait. And so, it's just one of those things that. But I love it at the same time. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. So yes, I'm always tired, but I, lo- I guess I love being tired. That's what it is. <laughs> well, because I was gonna say, if you start doing the math, like you could go, oh, he's just doing Friday, Saturday. Well, no, that's probably only like a hundred shows in a year. So you're doing at least four shows a week, maybe five or six, yeah. if depending on how long your break is. So you're, what's it like to, I mean, to go back to back to to back and things like that? Because I mean, like you said, it's tiring, but also. You know, it can wear you down when you're singing and, and having a, a good time on stage. Yeah, so um, recently, and I've been having a real trouble with um, this recently, is um, not over-exhausting my voice. Because, um, like, everything, I don't ever do more than three hours. Um, and so, like, for concerts and stuff, like, you know, it's typically anywhere between, like, 45 minutes to, like, an hour and a half. Uh, maybe two hours every once in a while, but that's that's a little more rare. But, you know, when you do, like, a bar gig or something like that, we'll do, like, three hours. And so, you know, if we play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I'll do this, like, one spot on Tuesdays down in Tampa sometimes. Like, that's four four gigs a week, 52 weeks in a year. What, 208? 208 shows? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. about right, man. Dang. Dude, I work a lot, I guess. Shoot, I didn't realize it. Not to mention, dog, we play at a church on... I play at church on Sundays when I'm here, so... Not that that's a show or anything like that. That's a little different than, like, you know, a show, obviously. Um, but, you know, we're singing, and vocal durability has been something I've been working on a lot, you know. If I'm not singing, I try to... If I'm at home, I really try to, like, take it easy, not talk a whole lot. Obviously, this is not <laughs> one of those times... I was going to say, but you're behaving. You're not having a drink or doing anything else. You're taking care of your body, uh, which is... is exactly. It, you know, you mentioned you have your favorite songs to perform. I always like asking this question because a lot of times, while the, everyone does love their own songs that they, they write, there's always that special song or something that they just love to perform live. Is there a song for you, whether it's something that you, you've written or just love to, to perform, perform from someone else? Um, as far as I've written, obviously, like, the new single's been really cool because people are singing it back to me, which that's, 
a brand new unreal feeling and that's yeah that's pretty cool as far as somebody else's song i love good directions by billy carrington as far as like storytelling goes i think that's probably one of the best written songs storytelling wise like you just listen to it like you feel like you're there in the story uh your song by elton john mm-hmm. uh, that's i don't want to say my all-time favorite song but that's definitely up there i like uh, it yeah man yeah those two those two are the top two for sure i like it well and it's quite a, a combo too but again at the end of the day storytelling is what it's all about when you can see yourself in a song or transport yourself into the song it, it makes a big impact and and you talk about um, your new single, uh, Done With You. What was it like to put that one out and get that out there for folks and put it all together? Yes, yeah, so it came out just over a month ago now. Um, and it's been... the prop, Seeing everybody's reaction is really, really cool. Because I've been playing it out. I wrote the song back in November of 2021. So I've been playing it out since probably early 2022. And here we are about to close out 2023. Um, to how I mentioned earlier like the people that have always like came out to the bars and stuff like they a lot of people like learned it from hearing me sing it uh, once or twice a week and it's really it's really cool to see them sing along back uh, we yeah we did a release party and we invited everybody that's ever kind of like you know supported um, here and we actually in the one town over in Brooksville Florida Florida Cracker and having everybody come out and then I played like the song and a lot of people were singing along already and it had only been out for like not even like half a day and there was a bunch of people singing it it was very surreal and it made me uh it made me it made me love where I'm from it made me love the people here even more so than I already do I was gonna say it's pretty special when you get to share that moment with them and and for you, as you're writing, whether it's something like, you know, done done with you, that's kind of, you know, kind of very clever with the song titles of other artists and things like that or something else that you're working on. Is it just that storytelling thing? Is it a personal experience, an idea? How does that work for you? Um, so I'd say, so at the time I was in a relationship when I wrote Done With You. And Done With You is like, you know, obviously a breakup song. Like it's in the title. I was like, um, I was like, was that foreshadowing something in that relationship? <laughs> uh, maybe it was. I don't know, dog. I don't know. Um, but I mean, every song's kind of different. Like, um, like I wrote one song recently that's very, very personable. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't say what it is, but yeah, I wrote a wrote a song about a very personal story that happened to me. <laughs> I can't say too much because. Well, but even with I was gonna say even without giving away, is it weird though to put that personal touch in there because it's everyone's gonna get to see it and 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 react to it? Is that kind of weird for to do that, or is that just part of the process? It's part of the process, man. Um, And honestly, I think it helps helps with the heal. Like it's a heart, it's a heartbreak song. It's about somebody like leaving and going away um, that you care about. And having to like kind of be okay with that, and it helped a lot. It was it helped me a lot, you know, kind of process what I was feeling at the time. Um, and I've and I have played it out at a couple shows before, and I had one guy actually come up to me, and talk to me about it, and he told me about the story that you know how he related to the song, and how he could like feel the emotions that he felt 
at that time in the song, which was which was cool because it kind of shows that like you know we're all going through life, we're all experiencing the same things or like you know subtle things, subtle stories that we have are you know share similar messages and meanings, and I think the songs are a good way for us to connect. Like I'd never met that guy in my life, and like man, I feel like we we were friends like when we were literally chatting about you know just sharing that similar experience about you know someone moving away that uh you know yeah i was gonna say i don't want to get you in trouble but like you said it is that people can see themselves in the song they relate to it and it and it impacts them and you know when you when you talk about uh some stuff like that how, what's it been like working with uh craig campbell because i know he helped you with with some of this he's helping with the album what's it been like working with him and kind of having him as a mentor oh dude craig's the best Craig Campbell, I can say without a doubt, Craig Campbell is the best. He, uh, I got to open up for him a few times, and um, we just kind of really hit it off, man. He's a cool, very down-to-earth dude, loves his family, loves God, and um, loves country music. And so we were doing some, I did. I ended up opening up for him a few times, and you know, he, he heard that I was looking for a producer to produce my first, you know, song. Um, and dude, he offered, like, to, like, Man, he offered to make the song come to life. I mean, you know, he produced the whole thing. I wrote it back in November of 2021, but, you know, when we were working on it late last year and getting, like, all the pieces ready for it, man, he he did incredible. I couldn't ask for him to do have done a better job. He made the song sound completely and more so than what I'd hoped for. He's he's awesome. I can't say enough good things about the man. And incredibly kind, a great mentor. Like you said, mentor earlier, a great mentor, man. He's, you know, showed me a few things, and I'm, I still learn from the man every day, you know, just watching him. I was going to say, he's had a, a hell of a ride in the industry. I mean, when one of your songs is on the charts climbing and your record label goes under, I mean, there's probably not a lot he hasn't seen, and I'm sure it's nice to be able to ask him those questions and go, yeah. what in the world is going on here? Yeah, man, because, you know, I'm I'm very new to this. You know, I have a, I have a manager and stuff, and she she's the best. Her name is Mandy. She helps me uh, more. And she's, just, she's one of my best friends. She really is. It's really cool, like, to be, like, working with someone that you, like, enjoy them as a person. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just, like, business transaction. Like, we actually enjoy the company. And um, that's why Craig is so much fun to work with, because, you know, I enjoy being around him. I was going to say, was, was there ever a moment when he's putting out all those songs on his lost records that you're like, hey, could I have one of those? Just one? <laughs> dude, I love all the Craig stuff, man. I mean, dude, he's an incredible writer. I'm just trying to learn as much as I can from him about writing at this point, man. Because, oh, they're so good. I like I like being a writer on my songs. And so, like, all the songs, obviously, I didn't help write any of the songs on his, like, newest album because those are from, like, you know, stuff way back in the day to like even some current stuff he's writing um so i'm just i'm just trying to learn as much as i can from him at this point no. maybe one day now, have maybe you, one day we'll now have you learned Go good ahead. coffee from him and all that and, and some business ideas is, is he working on the entrepreneurial path Dude, so I know he has a grindstone and stuff, and I go eat up there every time I go up to Nashville, but, dog, I can't stand coffee. I hate coffee. <laughs> I, I don't tell him I said that, uh, you know. Except for his coffee. I love his coffee. Love his coffee. <laughs> you know? But you enjoy the food. I, dude, oh, the breakfast is awesome. The breakfast is phenomenal. I got, like, this, like, a 
like egg scramble bowl with like sausage and stuff. It was delicious last time. Me and my buddy Colin went. It was fantastic. See, something for everyone. Something for everyone there at Grindstone. And is there is there like a best piece of advice that he's that you've received from him like on navigating this industry? Because like you said, you've been working your way up, kind of experiencing a lot of things as you go, and uh, and and he's been able to do this for a while. Is there like a best piece of advice that's just kind of stuck with you? Yeah, uh, be authentic. Be yourself. Uh, people can, yeah, he's he's very big on being who you are. And sometimes you don't even realize that you're not being yourself, if that makes sense. Like sometimes you try to like act a certain way or be a certain way to either ha- think other people will accept you. Um, but people can like, they can like sniff out inauthenticity. Like, you know, if someone's not being themselves, like you can, you can sense it almost. Like you can feel someone like, ah, you, I think it feels like you're putting on an act because you want me to like you. And me personally, I'm more likely to like somebody if they are being themselves. Like, I don't want to feel like you're trying to be somebody else. You're trying to play a character. Like, I don't have, I don't, I don't really have the patience for somebody that's like not being themselves. And I think a majority of people can feel, I mean, you you can tell when someone's like, like put on a fake face or like not being themselves or they don't really think this way. They don't really feel this way. If they're just trying to like put on an act because they think that's going to bring more people in. So Craig's like, just be yourself. People will gravitate towards that. Well, and like, and like I said, so far so good, right? I mean, you've got fans singing a song back that's only been out for a little while and, and, and you're making making waves and, you know, talking about, obviously that's one song done with you. What else is coming along that you can say? Don't want to get you get you in any trouble. But what else can you say? Because I know you got a project coming out at some point at some time. <laughs> well, like I said, I, do, I live down in Florida, but every month I go up to Nashville for about a week. Uh, while I'm up there, I'm writing. Um, we're in the studio. We're recording. Um, and we've been doing we've been doing that for a while now. And I don't always I don't always post about it, uh, but we're always up there working and. We've got a lot of cool stuff. There are some songs recorded. There's a ton of songs written, ton of songs written, and a bunch of songs recorded. Um, and without giving too much away, there is new music coming. Uh, I just can't say when or if it's one, if it's you know, if it's yeah, if it's a more than one, you know. But you can tease us. Something's coming at some point. <laughs> I can say that, but that much I can say. <laughs> I like it. And then, uh, you know, obviously we're we're winding down on 2023. You're, you're working on new music, doing stuff like that. What can folks expect the rest of this year and obviously into to 2024 from you? The rest of the year? Ooh. I don't want to say there's no chance of new music coming out by the end of the year. I don't want to say that. I know next year, next year with this, ah, dang it, bro. Come see a show. Come see a show. Uh, There's going to be a ton of shows next year, so make sure you come on out for that. And um, be on the lookout for new music. Because I don't, you know, yeah, you're good at your job, dude. (laughs) You're good. I almost messed up, dog. I love it. I love it. It, Dude, this has been a blast. I I, I had a ton of fun. And folks, if you haven't, go listen to his new song. It's clever, it's fun. And, and and you truly will see yourself there. And uh, like I said, thank, thanks for sharing a drink with me. Oh, dude, thanks for having me. This is great. Let's do this again. Absolutely. And this next time, you'll be able to say a little bit more, I bet. 
I will. Absolutely. I promise you. Okay. Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopspirits.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye.